0: At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash MoneyScout.
1: Tonight, we discuss a senseless murder of a promising young woman who had her life taken too soon. Anaya Blanchard was a strong-willed woman who fought like a UFC champion until the bitter end.
2: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Talk Murder to Me podcast. If this is your first time here, I put all my sources on TalkMurder.com. You can go there. Click on the blog post with this story in it if you want to follow along with us tonight. Also, if you're a Talco Supremo, we are videoing this. And if you are a supporter of us, you can find that on the forum. It's right there for you guys to watch that as well. We do videos once a week for YouTube And those are released every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show, you can go to TalkMurder.com, become a Taco Supremo, and then you can get these exclusive videos. Either way, you can follow along with us at TalkMurder.com. So let's get started with this story. Tonight we're going to October 24th, 2019, and we're going to a Chevron gas station, 1599 South College Street. Auburn, Lee County, Alabama. So this is Ania Blanchard. She was reported missing on October 24th, 2019. CCTV footage, which you're going to see in a little bit, shows her walking into a Chevron gas station on South College Street in Lee County, Alabama. Can you describe her for us?
3: A young girl looks very pleasant, smile on her face.
1: How old do you think she is? Like, I'm going to say like 19, maybe.
3: That's what I was thinking, like 19.
2: She was born in 2000. So this is Ania Haley Blanchard. She was born June 22nd, 2000 in Homewood, Alabama. That's where she called home. She was the daughter of Elijah Blanchard and Angela Haley Harris. Her favorite color is baby blue, and she recently rescued a dog from the pound. I couldn't find out what type of dog, but the dog's name is Blue.
1: Blue. And, I like that name for a dog. Yeah. Like a blue coon hound naming him blue would be cute. Blue's Clues. Yeah.
2: Friends. Her, her friends describe her as a nurturer. She loved caring for others. And this is only natural because her mother, Haley Harris, is a registered nurse. Mm. The reason people talk about this story as much as they do, because it got a lot of publicity, because... She is the stepdaughter of this guy right here. He is a UFC fighter. His name is Walt Harris. Can you describe him?
1: He looks super young, um, but he is buff and, I don't know, it's a act live action shot, so he looks very excited and very good at his craft. I don't know.
2: Of beating people up?
1: Yeah, he he's very attractive, um,
3: and he looks like a, a fighter, like a UFC fighter. Well,
2: he is in a UFC ring, so...
1: So you said that was his stepdaughter?
2: That's his stepdaughter. Okay. Now, Ania is a softball player. She was extremely good at softball. She's a, she was a student of Southern Union State Community College. She was studying early childhood education. Her plan was to transfer to Auburn University. And she was first reported missing after she failed to show up for her nanny job the next morning. She had Snapchatted a friend and then walked into the gas station and she was never heard from again. She was only seen on the CCTV footage that I'm going to show you guys in a little bit and I'm going to put that on TalkMurder.com too. So what you're looking at now, the title is Who is Anea Blanchard? This is from the Montgomery Advertiser, 15th November 2019. You see she's with her, her folks there. I think that's her grandmother and maybe her grandpa. And from her mother, this is what her mother says about her daughter. Quote, she and I were like best friends. They would video chat every day when she started university. She was a a sophomore, I believe, in university. And quote, I could tell her anything and she wouldn't tell a soul, end quote. So they were best friends. And even when she left to go to university, they would video chat every day, not miss a single day sweet. So this is her and her brother, Elijah. She had other siblings as well, but these two were born 17 months apart and they were the closest of friends. Actually, Elijah blames himself because he was the last to see her before she went to the gas station. And family had said that he is blaming himself for this. But obviously, it's not his fault at all. It's just I mean, I would I would do that, too. You know, if I was the last person, I, I get it.
1: And it sounds like since they were so close in age, they were just close in general. Yeah, so seventeen sure he months feels apart. Like yeah, that responsibility.
2: Oh yeah, I'm sure. And from all accounts, she was an extremely sweet person. And the the case got a lot of publicity because, as you're about to see, the uh, UFC. And I don't know much about that stuff because I don't really watch it. But all of the fighters, and we're going to see video from. One of the fighters here in a second, they're reaching out to the public. And when she first went missing and trying to get leads for this case. So if you want to read this newspaper clipping right here, this is from the Salem Times Journal, 08 November 2019.
1: Person sought in case of fighters missing stepdaughter. Police want the public's help in identifying a man seen inside the Alabama convenience store, where the stepdaughter of UFC heavyweight Walt Harris was last spotted. News outlets report Auburn police released images of the man late Wednesday that showed him inside the store during the time that the 19-year-old Anaya Blanchard was seen there October 23rd. Police say they want to speak with the man as part of the probe into Blanchard's disappearance. A total of about $105,000 is being offered as a reward for information in the case leading to the arrest of those involved. So
2: there was a the reward money for info- information regarding her disappearance. It jumped all the way up to $105,000. This was right after she went missing about six days, six or seven days. The ultimate fighting championship, light heavyweight Champion John Jones announced on Instagram that he pledged an additional twenty five thousand dollars to match a a, uh, to match another donation from UFC president Dana White of his twenty five thousand dollars. And what you're seeing now is that actual Instagram video that he made reaching out to the public for help.
4: Hey, everyone, I'm UFC president Dana White and I need your help. Anaya Blanchard is the 19-year-old daughter of one of the members of the UFC family, Walt Harris, and she's gone missing. Anaya was last seen in Auburn, Alabama on October 23rd. To help find Anaya, I'm contributing an additional $25,000 to Alabama Governor Kay Ivey's $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the perpetrators involved in the disappearance of Anaya Blanchard. If you have any information on Anaya's whereabouts, please call Star HP or 911 immediately. And please share this message and keep Anaya, Walt, and their entire family in your thoughts. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it.
2: Okay, what you're seeing now is the CCTV footage of her walking into the gas station. And I'll put this clip on talkmur.com. It's very short. It's just basically her walking in. That's the last time anyone has seen her.
1: So she walks into the gas station, and we know that there's another gentleman in yeah, the Yeah, there's gas only station.
2: one other guy that was. Aside from in. the clerk. Aside from the clerk, yeah.
1: And did the clerk remember what this guy looked like?
2: The clerk didn't remember. Well, I mean, he may have remembered some, but there was actually a bystander outside that witnessed this guy talking to Ania before she even goes in and then when she comes out as I'm, I'm going to tell you here in a little bit this guy witnessed her being abducted by this man and thrown into oh. and thrown into her own car
1: into her own
2: car. yeah into her own car and this is the car right here so this photo i'm putting on talkmer.com is from the auburn police division if you want to describe her car
1: black honda crv oh
2: yeah how'd you know that
1: Of how it looks.
2: Looks Yeah. Yeah. So she had a 2017 Honda CRV that was found at an apartment complex in the 6100 block of Boardwalk Boulevard near Atlanta Highway. And the car itself, if you want to describe what it looks like there.
1: Ooh, it's all scraped up.
2: Yeah, it's all banged up. So this was about 50 miles away from where she lives that her car was found.
1: So did they like do a deep search of that apartment complex and who lived there and all that stuff?
2: No, it was just a random apartment complex. Yeah, it was a ran- it was a, a dump site for the car basically. You know. But they did know the identity of the man who kidnapped her and this is the DA talking about that right now. I'm going to put these videos on Talkmer.com. For everyone to see,
4: he said he observed uh, Blanchard and a uh, black male later, positively identified as Ibrahim Yazid, um, at the store at the same time, and he observed uh, Yazid forcing Blanchard into her vehicle against her will, and then leaving with her in that vehicle.
2: So he says this man, Ibrahim Yazid, I B R A H E E M. It's like Abraham or Abraham. Kind of. It's got two E's in it. Ibrahim Gazid. He is the one that the DA is talking about. A uh, citizen at the gas station witnessed her being abducted forcefully and thrown into her own vehicle.
1: How did they end up finding him? Like, did someone call in a tip? Do they have a sketch or something?
2: Well, they see him on surveillance camera.
1: Oh, they did able, they yeah. were able to get his face. Yeah, somewhere. you can see his okay. face
2: pretty clearly on their camera. And the uh, witness identified him maybe a, through a sketch or whatever. And this guy's got a pretty a lengthy rap sheet, if you will like, very lengthy. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. All right, if you want to read this, this is from the. Uh, probable cause warrant that was filed about this case.
1: Blood evidence was discovered in the passenger's compartment of the vehicle that was indicative of someone suffering a life-threatening injury. Like, did he um, just do this completely randomly, or did he have his eye on her for a while? Like, was he kind of stalking her, or what? Honestly,
2: from what I found out, and that's a really good question, I think this was completely random. She was at the gas station at the wrong time, and she was just at the wrong place and wrong time. And this part of Alabama, there's a lot of crime in this part of Alabama. You know, to be out by yourself that late at night, I mean, mean, there's a lot of wooded areas, too. And there was one reporter I was watching on this case. He showed, like, the cops, the cop cars lighting up and stuff around the location where she was found, and then he panned over to the woods. It was pitch black, so, if you get someone in there, no one can see you. There's no homes, it's just woods, and it's just the deep south of Alabama, you know, and there's some bad people in this world.
1: I do hate when i if I ever have to go into a convenience store of a gas station alone, like I feel really uncomfortable because I'm oh, really? scared yeah, like it it kind of hmm. if I'm off like the beaten path,
2: Oh um, yeah, I feel like that when I drive through West Virginia, I do. But tell me about your gas station experience.
1: Well, I just feel uh, um, like, I don't know. I feel I always feel like I'm being like watched it, like something like I just feel very uncomfortable because I feel a lot better if you're at least there in the car. But for some reason, I don't know. It just always makes me nervous if I ever have to go in and, and like use the bathroom or something like that. Really? During the day, too, or just at night? A little bit during the day, but definitely at night.
3: See, this is where it helps to have the the build of a man.
1: You don't really have to worry. (laughs) Just throw some bows.
3: Yeah, I don't worry
2: about that at all.
1: Well, that's also a guy thing. Like, guys don't think about that sort of thing as much.
2: We don't think about it at all, unless you're like a wimpy dude, I guess. But most guys, we don't think about that. No,
1: it's just not something that guys think about.
0: There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, Tasty, delicious, beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.
2: All right, Let's talk about the suspect here, Ibrahim Yazid. He Whoa, was, he
1: just got punched in the face yeah. in that picture.
2: <laughs> yeah, so can you describe him?
1: Well, you can't see one of his eyes because it's swollen shut, but um, he is a young African American male. Is he wearing like a ch- cheetah outfit or a tiger sh- sweatshirt or something?
3: Jacket printed jacket that's
1: interesting. I'm not a fan of animal print, personally.
2: I am only if it still has the animal's blood on it.
1: (laughs) Terrible. And And, you know that that is so not true, Mr. (laughs) Animal Lover. You would prefer to see human... Well, I mean, we uh, run a murder podcast. You'd prefer to see human blood and gore than (laughs) any animals, so... All
2: right, so let's talk about this guy. He was arrested at 11 p.m. on a Thursday with the help of the U.S. Marshals, I think... The UFC pushing out all those have-you-seen type of videos and their social media, they really pumped up this case, which was good because this guy was apprehended extremely quickly and the U.S. Marshals were looking for him.
1: When did you say they captured him?
2: So he was arrested at 11 p.m. on uh, the following Thursday with the help of the U.S. Marshals. He was arrested near Pine Forest Road and in Interstate 10. He fled the scene but was captured by the uh, the law enforcement right at the alabama florida line he was actually in florida and they had to extradite him back he was arrested under a warrant of first degree kidnapping because they can't prove anything yet so they just arrested him for kidnapping and i'm putting his photo on talkmer.com yeah it looks like he got punched in the eye i mean he definitely got punched in the eye like real bad too
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, that is swollen shut.
2: A lot of the comments I, I read about this case were saying stuff like, this guy's punishment should be being locked in a room with the stepdad, which is like a UFC fighter. <laughs> I was like, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, since 2011, this is his rap sheet. This is Ibrahim Yazid. Two counts of first-degree robbery, which were dismissed by a grand jury, two attempted murder charges when he tried to run over two police officers with a vehicle. That case was completely thrown out. What? Yeah, I know. This is bad. He basically gets away with everything.
1: Not this time.
2: In 2013, possession of marijuana, crack cocaine, and a pistol with no permit, drug paraphernalia, and attempting to elude law enforcement on two separate incidents he got 13 months for those right there however the sentence was completely suspended and he never set foot in a prison and yeah he just gets away with it everything
1: like how does this even happen you know
2: well you're about to see a video of him talking to a a judge and he's like, you can't prove anything. And he obviously doesn't talk. He doesn't admit anything. I got
4: a writer too. Well, the capital murder charge that is involved with a death occurring during a kidnapping, the probable cause for that has uh, been amended uh, to state what is on the warrant. Each of them satisfy probable cause to charge you with the crime. The second capital murder charge involves the uh, shooting uh, with a firearm inside a vehicle. Um, and that that itself can constitute capital murder as I'm sure your lawyer has told you. But now I have no video, no audio of me shooting anyone. <clears throat> That's why I'm trying to see how y'all want to bind me over on hearsay, but y'all ain't presenting no evidence. And then now there's a whole different statement. There's a whole different convenience though you're saying. So why did other kidnapping and all that did yeah. not get dismissed? I'm not a law enforcement officer, and I'm not going to argue their case for you. Um, the, you, the, you what's on the, the probable What's law on the probable cause warrant does satisfy the issuance of the warrant, and I have done that. Um, and these conversations would be better had with your lawyer um, outside the presence of a courtroom.
2: So he just doesn't talk. I think that's how. If you don't have direct proof. He's not going to admit it type of thing. You know what I'm saying? You're about to see that in a second. In 2017, aggravated assault and battery of a police officer, possession of marijuana, fleeing the county. He was found guilty, but not of the assault and battery. And he was in prison for 16 months. And in 2018, in Montgomery, he has two counts of kidnapping, two counts of robbery, attempted murder, Possession of marijuana and him, it was him and two other guys, they nearly beat a guy to death in a hotel room. He was an inch away from his life.
1: And he served no jail time. For no, any he of was
2: in jail, but this is screwed up. He was out on bail. He posted Bond during the time he kidnapped Anea. Which is what I'm talking about, because they, they they did do an amendment to the legis- legislation called Enea's oh. Law to try to stop that. Because, I mean, this guy, I mean, going back again, just looking at this, first degree robbery, two attempted murder charges in 2012. Then he had, he, he runs over cops with a vehicle. He assaults and batters a police officer. He gets Two counts of kidnapping with robbery and attempted murder. And this guy is out on bond. I mean, come on, man. Like the last guy you want out on bond, right?
1: <laughs> if you Definitely yeah, dangerous. Yeah.
2: If you want to read this, this is from Oxygen.com.
1: Alleged killer of UFC fighter's stepdaughter used comforter to dump body in woods, witness says.
2: So we don't know a ton of information about exactly what happened. This case, from what I can tell, hasn't went to trial yet. He's in prison for the murder charges, but we don't actually know how it's going to turn out at the end. So the the last update was, I believe, in June 2000 that I saw.
1: So they found the bot. They did find her body. Yeah, they found and her body. Yeah. What are they Um, have, Like, do they have a cause of death? Have they released really Oh, information yeah, yeah, yet?
2: yeah, they have. And you're about to read that here in a second. Um, he did admit to, quote, shooting a girl, end quote, and stated that the girl, quote, went for the gun, end quote. So this is basically how it happened. She gets out of the gas station, and there's a witness that saw this, and the witness said that his wife wouldn't let him intervene, which I'm sure he's kicking himself now. But this guy, Yazid, he throws Aniya into her own car, forcefully and then drives off while they were driving. If you go back to the car, you can see there's a huge dent in the car. It looks like they hit a tree or something. Ania saw a gun that was in his shorts and a la- another witness later testified that he also saw the, the suspect with a gun tucked in his shorts. So Ania most likely goes after the gun across the seat and she tries to grab it, and then he just shoots her point-blank right there in her own car. She's in the passenger seat. That's why they find blood all over her car. And then it, it it's kind of like a, a movie that you see, you know, where the, there's a struggle in the car, and then the car careens out the road. Basically, that's what happened. You see the car's all dented up. So it must have hit a tree or a pole or something, and then she died of the gunshot wound. If you want to uh, read this, this is... From the uh, charging documents right here.
1: Lee County District Attorney Brandon Hughes announced today that Ibrahim Yazid will be charged with capital murder in the death of Anaya Blanchard. He also announced that the state will be seeking the death penalty. During the course of the investigation into the disappearance of Anaya Blanchard, it was determined that Ibrahim Yazid abducted Anaya from the Chevron gas station on College Street in the city of Auburn. After the arrest of Mr. Yazid, the focus of the investigation turned exclusively to finding Anaya. On November 25th, investigative efforts lead us to County Road 2 in Macon County, where human remains were located and later determined by the Alabama Department of Forensic Sciences to be those of Anaya Blanchard. Additionally, the medical examiner has officially ruled Anaya Blanchard's death as a homicide by gunshot wound.
2: So that is basically the case. I do want to say that Yazid was also charged in a murder of a 29-year-old Stephen Hambry.
1: Has that case is that has that, that was that a, a cold case?
2: Trial? No, it was a cold case, and then they, I guess, they got him for it while he's in prison. But uh, the mother has been pushing, and finally, it went through legislation for Aliyah's Law. Basically, it stops criminals that are suspected of murder, capital murder, first degree murder, whatever, from posting bond, which is exactly what happened. This guy yeah. had all these charges, attempted murder and all this stuff. And then he's out on bond and this is what he does, you know. I mean, so that's what that law does. It it makes it a lot harder for attorneys to get their clients out so easily. That's basically what that does.
1: It's a good amendment.
2: Yeah. So, any questions about this case? There's not really much to it. I wanted to cover it. Uh, it is sad, and also there's a video of the sheriff down there in Alabama saying basically, "It ain't like it used to be where they're at. Like, if you're if you're a female, stay at home at night. Don't be riding around by yourself and stuff like that."
3: I've never been to Alabama, but I feel like I I can't think of a positive story coming out of alabama so i don't know i I do want to see every state before i die like travel every state but i don't know maybe i'll just drive drive through alabama and look from the car stick to the coast
2: there's a lot of good things about alabama i just can't think of any right now
1: uh well i i would expect that this guy will at least get life in prison um No, they're
2: they're seeking the death penalty. I know,
1: but like they may or may not get it. They very well may, since he has two murder charges. Oh
2: yeah, that would definitely get it. (laughs) I definitely think they'll get it, especially after the publicity that this case had.
1: You know what's crazy is the fact that um that you said that the person who witnessed this, his wife, kind of prevented him. From yeah doing something what do you guys think about that yeah i don't think that he,
3: i mean he can't be held responsible for what happened obviously but it's kind of no like
2: but his bis- name is public knowledge because i mean guess what he's got to testify
1: yeah but i mean it's- no i don't think he should be blamed in any way i'm just curious like what would you guys do if, if you were in that situation like and you saw something go down and you were with somebody would you stop person like what would you do?
3: Well I mean it's it's like the bystander effect you know you think of Kitty Genovese and you think of all those people who thought that someone else was going to do something and nothing happened and she got she got killed. So I mean I'd like to think that I would try to Help out in that situation at least, you know, call nine one one, you know, and, and do something. I don't know if I would physically go over there if I didn't have any other way to protect myself. And you see a dangerous individual assaulting someone. If if I was by myself, if, I, if someone else was with me, I probably would. But it, I, you just don't know until you're in that situation.
1: I think for me, I'm curious like how visible his gun was because that may like I'm trying to put myself if that was if it was you and me in the gas station. And you're ready to go do something. If I saw him ha- carrying a gun, I might be like, "Let's follow him and call the police or something like that." Instead of like having you try to like physically intervene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to just like put myself in that. Yeah, I think I'd be more
3: likely to call nine one one and follow them in the car and try to, um, you know, at least follow them, and so I can direct the police to where they are. I don't think I would do nothing.
2: That's the Ania Blanchard story. I know it's really short, but we do um, pretty short episodes here on Fridays, and we do the more researched stories on Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe if you're not already. I have some great stories coming up, some rock star murders that I can't wait to, to talk about. Some of these guys have... Been a huge influence on some of the uh, the, the uh, guitar stars and stuff out today, but anyway, that is a story of Ania. Very sad, a life taken too early. Go to talkmurder.com if you want to see all the photos and everything. If you want to support us, support this podcast, go to talkmurder.com slash join and become a talko supremo. And you can see these videos that we do once a week just for you guys. So you don't if you guys don't have anything else then that's all, then I guess we'll get out of here. My name is John. I'm here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.
4: Founders Brewing Company has found a way to make an IPA you can enjoy anytime that's perfect for any occasion with their all-day IPA at 4.7 ABV. You can still taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. That full flavor and low ABV is what continues to make it a staple in my fridge. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997.
0: Maddie's believes nature is beautiful, majestic, serene. But human nature is inventive, intrepid, reckless. Nature says, look how many colors I can fit in a sunset. Human nature says, look how many hot wings I can fit in my mouth. But human nature needs nature. That's why there's Maddie's All Natural Acid and Indigestion Relief, a drug-free remedy for human nature, available at Walmart, CBS, Walgreens, and Amazon. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.